0: In today's Mishnah, on the fifth and sixth Mishnah from the third Parakama Sachnad Dharim. This first case of the Mishnah deals with a situation where a person sees a storm coming. And he says, Natiot elu And he has small saplings on the feet in his field. And he's concerned that perhaps these saplings will get destroyed by the wind and the storm. And he says, Harei elu Korban. And he's, he basically consecrates his saplings, his small trees, and he says that they're going to be a korban, meaning that I'm their value, such that if I redeem them onto money, that money has to be used to purchase a korban. He says that, im niktat if it's actually not uprooted and destroyed by the storm. Similarly, if he sees a fire coming and he says, talit zeh, this particular talit, it will be a korban, zeh meaning am um, giving sanctity to the value of it, meaning once again, once it's redeemed, the money that's used to redeem has to be used to purchase a korban. Im enum nisrafeh, it is not burnt. Mitchell says, meaning if we find that in the end the sapling survived and the talit actually wasn't burnt then it does have kdusha and yeshlam pinyon means that the kdusha could be transferred to money and the money as i've explained would have to be used to purchase a korba the novelty of the Mishnah is as follows we've seen in the last two days of learning mishnas together that there are matters what's called that we consider meaning matters in the person's heart for example we've seen the case of neder is Rosin, for example, that we know the person making the neder was only trying to do it to force a sale, but he wasn't really sincere about the neder. So in that situation, we consider those factors. We consider the environment, for example, as asim with persons being forced to make a neder, and we say the neder is not really a neder. In this situation, it's not clear what the person's intention was. I mean, it's possible to say that the person thought that the, the Talib for example, was going to get burnt as a foregone conclusion, and he wasn't really serious about the neder. And therefore, had he known that this, the talik would have survived the fire, then he wouldn't have made the neder. But since that's not clear, it's what's called Eina Muchachim, It's not 100% clear, then we don't consider range of 11 in that situation, the neder is binding. So it's not considered one of the four other nederim that I consider in no, and don't even need a Chacham to undo it. Because it's, once again, it's not Muchichot, it's not crystal clear the person's attention like in the case of when a person make a neder during a sale. Let's continue. Korban if someone says if they can this situation where the storm's coming and he says these are nitiot, these nitiot are gonna be a korban, meaning they're gonna be they're gonna be sanctified until they are cut. So differently, not if they're not cut, but until they are cut, or talit with respect to talit a korban until ajitisaref in that situation inlahem pinyon. You cannot redeem it. Now, really you can redeem it, meaning if you have money and you say the Kedushah from this Talit is transferred onto this money, the money would be Kadosh and you have to use the money buy a korban. The problem is, is because it says, until it's burnt, effectively what happens is saying that if I redeem it with money, it's going to be hektesh again. So that's why in practice, this Talit can never really become chulin until it's really burnt, because of the, initially when he made the Netter, he says it's going to be hektash until it is burnt. So every time he tries to redeem it, it will be Kadosh again. Let's now learn Mishnah now, with Mishnah Vav and the next few Mishnahs we we'll are be learning together, we're learning that when it comes to the Daring, when it comes to making these oaths, or vows, sorry, that we go by Lashon Ben Adam. We go by the common vernacular in terms of a way we interpret it. a Neder, is how people generally use the terms that a person used when he made the Neder. So, for example, If someone makes a Neder, he says is also to him any property from seafarers. Then Mutai B'shayah Basha, then clearly the person's going to be about people go on boats and not people that live on dry land. However, if it makes a nerim Yosheve Yavashah, for people that live on the land, then asul bi he'd even asked for those people that are seafarers as well. she yordah bichlal because generally, when the term of Yosheve Yavashah, land dwellers, that applies to everybody, even those people that happen to be sailors. And it says, Not just those seafarers, meaning the people that simply go very close to the shoreline from Akko to Yafor. Ela also, even those people that are sailors that go out properly into the ocean, they would also be considered included when someone says, makes a netter from Yoshveh Yabashah. Because that includes everyone, even those people that go not just along the line, but even people that sail at far distances. What's interesting, this last term that I explained, when the Mishnah says, uh, that statement of the Mishnah that says, not just those people by the coastline, but even those people that go that travel far journeys, I explained that that, that detail was going on the last statement of the Mishnah. That if someone makes a nedr miyosh it includes all these people as well. Uh, however, the Gemara says, it's, a, it's an opinion, I should say, in the Gemara that says, that when it says loka'ilu, it's not talking about the last law in the Mishnah, it's somewhere the first law. Just to recap, the first law says, someone who makes a neder miyordi hayam. From seafarers, he's So therefore this last statement is telling us that when he says when he makes a editor against the Yordayam, it's only really including those people that are proper sailors that go great distances, and it doesn't include those people that travel from Akor to Yafor going close to the coastline. Those are Mishnah today.